Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. And welcome along to this almost now regular bonus episode where we go through some of the mailbag uh, from you, the Cunters, some of the contributions, the various topics that we've introduced over the, the last few weeks. Um, as I've said before, a lot of them are dull, uninspired, uh, completely <laughs> missed the point that we're trying to get across to yeah. you. Yeah. Witless, yeah, we're trying to gormless. steer it off of sexual stuff, aren't we? Because some people are just gross. They're getting in touch. Oh, there's this girl. She really was up for it. And like when we're talking about mixed, missed sexual opportunities, we didn't, we didn't want you to claim girls. I think we basically it's been a lesson for all of us. In, and the yeah. lesson is that all of this stuff about missed sexual opportunities and sexual fails actually existed only in our own imaginations. There was no opportunity. No. We all imagined it. And for that reason, we're probably dropping the subject unless something really good comes in. Yeah, it's it's kind of turned into, here's the time when I narrowly escaped committing an imprisonable offence. Yeah, and, and we're not, that's we're not, not feeling we're that. That's no, we prefer about. things about shoplifting, which is not imprisonable unless you do it repeatedly. And in the end, they're going to have to bang you up, mate. Yeah, inevitable. And you deserve it. I've got some good yeah. shoplifting stuff that's coming. Um, I'll just say, did, did you see one bloke text this just on the subject of what, things that aren't right? Someone sent a story, and I'm not going to give it the dignity of a full airing, but it was a, a story from, and he said, "Oh, I think Delaney Man will really endorse this course of action." And it was about a couple who got hit by a car that was speeding, and it was quite a bad accident. But luckily, they were in a uh, BMW X6 brand new, which oh, yeah. and, and uh, lovely yeah, bit of quite, model that, yeah, quite very a nice safe. model, uh, very yeah. safe, and they uh, and they basically survived, but the bloke decided in the heat of the moment to pretend to be dead, right, <laughs> and I and his girlfriend got super super upset, really, and I, I was like fucking out. Why'd they think I'd endorse that? I wouldn't <laughs> pretend to be dead, not, especially not in a situation like that. That's awful. And I thought, what do people think of me? But anyway, mm. then I stopped bothering to think about that. And yeah. But I did think about the only time I've done anything remotely like that, which my wife has never forgotten and still brings up a lot, is once I just hid in my mum's house. When we were first together, when I was still living at home, my mum, we got in town someday, it was empty, so I just hid. Jesus <laughs> And that's it. That was it. But she, I can't tell you. I mean, my wife doesn't lose her temper that easily at me. I can't tell you how angry and upset she was. How, we were quite young. How how long did you hide for, Sam? Like five minutes. That's and she was long. like, Sam, Sam. And I, I was hidden. I was hid behind a sofa, or no, I was hid under a bed in my <laughs> room. And then eventually, I came out. She's like, "What the fuck did you do that for? I was really freaking out. I didn't know where you were." So 
one of the rules in our relationship, because you have to have boundaries in a relationship, yeah, is no, no hiding. Yeah. However, hiding is really funny. So if as an adult you've ever hid just for a laugh, <laughs> get in touch and let us Send know about it, it. We want do, your hiding stories. Do, do, you not even, um, do you not even do consensual hiding? Like where you sort of warn in advance and say, I'm going to hide now. What, like a sex game? Not necessarily like a oh, sex game, but just... Do you want to do that hiding game? <laughs> no. You know, p- although people are into I've... different things, aren't they? But if you fancy hiding and you say to her, I'm going to hide now, so she knows... Then you can not, come it's... and find me. No, yeah, we haven't done not, that. No, she doesn't have to come find you if she doesn't want no. it. If you just you know, enjoy hiding. You, yeah, she still wouldn't like it, I don't think. I no. mean, I'll run it by her because I do like hiding. I bet you get dressed up and then hide. Dressed up as Dick Turpin. Yeah, and then yeah, hide. that does sound like a good idea because Dick Turpin was always hiding. Yeah, he had to from Lord Glutton and his um, Sir John Glutton and his various henchmen. And this this might be a good opportunity to mention that we're going to start doing a Dick Turpin series deep dive soon. Yeah, and and subscribers that, only. Subscribers only. So if you are a member of the Iron Filing Society, if not, why not? Um, then or just a fan. Of Top Flight Time Machine, or Dick Turpin, and you and you are not familiar with Dick Turpin, <clears throat> or vice versa. Basically, get him. I'll start watching Dick Turpin now. They're all available on YouTube. Try to watch them uh, from the first series onwards in sequence. You won't regret it. They're only half an hour long. They're easily better than anything on Netflix, and uh, and certainly better than anything on the BBC or ITV. And so get involved because there's going to be a deep dive whether you fucking like it or not. So you can either understand what the fuck we're on about or not. It's up to or you. Or perish. Yeah, or perish. My, just one quick other hiding story that I've just remembered. <laughs> a mate of mine, who obviously I will take care not to mention, uh, many years ago in the 90s had a huge day. It was one of those things that turned out as a quick drink with a mate and turned into a two-day bender on the iron filings. Right. Uh, which ended with him coming home. Uh, one morning, it like in a, in like the early hours of morning, he'd been away from his house for two days, and he was still off his nuts. Stray man, um, uh, he'd gone stray, and he'd returned to his domestic setting, and but he lived alone, so he was almost stray either way. Yeah. And oh, this is actually quite awful. But he had a flirtatious relationship. He was single, yeah, and he had a flirtatious relationship with his cleaning woman, and. God. He he basically told me that he stripped naked and he got he'd got in and it was like nine AM Yeah and he thought I am gonna strip naked and hide under my bed. Yeah. And when she comes into the house and into the bedroom, I'm gonna leap out from under the bed. Oh, Although God. I always thought, how how do you fucking leap out from lying flat under a bed? You just shuffle out, don't you? Just- he said he lay under the bed for two hours before he realised it was Tuesday, not Wednesday. Fucking and hell. And the cleaner came on a Wednesday and he'd just lie there on the carpet, flat, spread-eagled. Yeah. That's an example of the kind of thing we don't want you to send in. I know, I regret even saying it. Cut that out. <laughs> also, can we make the... No, we're going to cut it out. Can we, <laughs> so, can we make the um, Iron Filing Society motto subscribe or perish? Yes. Yeah, we should make a sort of a SAS style badge or logo. Yeah. If anyone wants to make that up for us, yeah. with a dagger and all the and a, maybe a skull, an angry skull and a dagger yeah. and one of them ribbons round it saying um, "subscribe or perish." Yeah, we'll send a fiver to the winner. Yeah, probably. This is it. 
Right, let's get into some of the, the, the correspondence that we've had. Yeah. Um, teenage shoplifting was the latest category that we chucked out. Yeah. And I've got this one from uh, from Craig, and he says, this is from my burner email. Oh. <laughs> and Craig, Craig, says, Craig says, when I was in secondary school and lunch money was in short supply, I would regularly shoplift from one of our local supermarkets. I would go to the bread zone. Ooh, bread zone. Take a roll and one of those special bread pastry plastic bag things. While wandering through the shop, browsing, he says, I would mm. proceed to finger the roll. He says oh. it was the 90s, fingering was big. Yeah. And I would push and nudge the inner roll until a small two-fingered space was created. I would oh. then head to the part of the shop which had mini cheeses and small pots of jam, etc., for picnics, and take <laughs> one of the mini German sausage-shaped smoked cheeses <laughs> and secrete I know the, the ones. Yeah, lovely. And secrete the, with a little bit of metal at either end to secure them. Yes. You know, yep. I, like, I like to twist the metal around. Yeah, it's sort of a game. It it's like a Kinder Egg. It was like a toy and a snack in yeah. one. Yeah, and then and squeeze the cheese out straight into your mouth. Yeah. Um, I would take one of the mini German sausage smoke, smoked cheeses and secrete the little smoked jobby cheese into the pre-made bread roll hole. Go mm. to the till, pay for one yeah. roll, get the cheese for free. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what an elaborate process <laughs> to he get says, one fucking smoked cheese. <clears throat> he says, I did this for about six months, never got caught. This was before the days of self-service and passing off expensive weighted items as carrots. He says, I was quite <laughs> proud of myself and I would advise my friends how to do the same. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Good stuff. that is an impressive and elaborate nicking strategy. Um, hiding one thing inside of another food is fucking yeah. smart okay uh nicking dave in hornchurch i got caught nicking a 10 pack of consulate menthol so it wouldn't smell from my dad's <laughs> shop aged 14 my mum saw me in the security feed from the back room while i was working behind the counter <laughs> she came Nick out from and his pulled- own shop yeah nick from his own shop she came out and pulled them out of my pocket humiliated at being caught stealing from my family and being caught smoking all in one. Oh, and I got the sack for a month. <laughs> you got a suspension. Yeah, yeah. This is from Dave Dolan. Really uh, brazen bit of nicking. At 17, I got my first bed sit. Bit of a shithole, so I walked into Lewis's, picked up a rolled up rug, put it over my shoulder and brazenly walked out. Fucking hell. And he says, uh, also Ikea, out through the indoor with a trolley full. Fuck it, this man's just a thief. Again, yeah. this is a misunderstanding. <laughs> we ask these people for little cheeky things that you've done. like, yeah. And then they just say, you know, what next? Are we going to get a fucking letter from Peter Sutcliffe or something? <laughs> lads, I've been, uh. lads oh, I've been listening to your podcast. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. That result spot. Fucking hell, what a con. Anyway. You asked about rivers. <laughs> Slightly related I, to a river. I dumped several bodies of sex workers I had murdered in the 1970s and 80s in rivers. Do I get a badge? No, you do not, Peter Sutcliffe. You fucking monster. Fucking hell. Right. There's uh, another good one as well. Yeah. I don't know if it is good or not. It's just a quite, quite an evocative image from Chris Moore. While interrailing with my mates after A-levels, I stole a giant baby bell <laughs> during a layover Ooh. in Vienna train station because I converted all my euros into check money as we were travelling to Prague. Got away with it and ate it. <laughs> giant, giant. I don't know how big the giant baby bell was. 
Yeah, and that's what I'm fixated on now. Is I've never seen a, a giant the, baby was bell. Was it like 12 inches, like, like an album? Or was it, you know, just a, a, a six-incher? What country was he in? Austria. Austria is exactly the sort yeah, of place where you yeah, can the imagine their baby bells are like, you know, a metre in circumference. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Special souvenir ones for tourists. Yeah, or just standard. You never yeah. know. It's like, you know, in if you were in Austria, you wouldn't be surprised to see a fucking Toblerone that was like two metres long and then just be like, yes, this is yeah. normal. What size are your Toblerones in the United Kingdom? You silly little cunt. <laughs> oh, you English, you are so pathetic with your <laughs> so-called reserve. Um <laughs> A bunch of little Frank Lampard dickheads. <laughs> that is. We're the fucking Frank Lampards of Europe, mate. It's, <laughs> it's pathetic. Right, drunk idiot. This is also from Ross, Ross McQuart. When going out for his girlfriend's birthday to an all-you-can-eat restaurant with her family. Um, oh, this is him. I decided to eat 12 cheeseburgers in a row, sending me into a panic attack and forcing the meal to an end. <laughs> A cheeseburger <laughs> induced panic attack. Oh, I'm freaking out! I'm freaking out! Oh, fucking out! Oh, I need to sit down, get me a glass of water. <laughs> that, that's the tip of the iceberg. Oh, I think he's talking about his mate. I'm not sure he's talking like in the uh, in he's in strange syntax. Great guy sober, but a little sauce, and he gets touch of the madness. Anyway, thanks again for many genuine belly laughs. Yeah, that was all right. But it's yeah, having a panic. Going out with your girlfriend's family and eating che- 12 cheeseburgers and having a panic attack, that's pretty strong. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, right, here's a bit of bullshit from Dirk McDonald. Um, and this is uh, about, from a guy who worked with someone who was a serial bullshitter. A, a mate of a mate of a mate, something like that. Um, he said he worked for a bank and every Wednesday afternoon in the summer, they'd play cricket on the local green. This must have been when banks closed Wednesday afternoons, the, you know, mm. the good old days. Um, apparently a hot air balloon would appear every week and the pilot would hover over the match, politely apo- applauding the player. Sounds fucking implausible so far. On one such occasion, the bullshitter was up against an ex-Jamaican international. He proceeded to have two swings at his deliveries, missing both times. However, on the third attempt, he connected beautifully with the ball and sent it in rocketing towards the balloon. <laughs> the ball went through the basket and into the <laughs> balloon... <laughs> Res- resulting in the balloon to wobble uncontrollably and descend into the next field. Oh, no. And then he, he added, the balloon and pilot were never seen again. Lots of people's bullshits are based on the sort of plots you get in books that are aimed at four-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's famous five. <laughs> yeah, or no, like ones that are more picture books, like... <clears throat> What's this one? Marvin wanted more about this sheep that kept fucking eating everything because he wanted to get bigger than the other sheep and he <laughs> couldn't stop fucking eating. And in the end, he ate the whole world. And it's like, you're reading the book and at the, at the end of each thing, it goes, but Marvin wanted more. So it goes, yeah. then he ate the whole field and the field next to it. But Marvin still wanted more and you're getting quite into it and your kid's getting into it. And you're thinking, oh, where's this going? This is mm. the first time you read it. And believe me, I must have read the cunt about fucking two million times. And then suddenly he goes, then he ate the whole world. And you see him somehow floating in space, having eaten the planet. Yeah. And you, that's when you look, I, it, I lost, it lost me. I thought, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. The other stuff, I could go with it. It's plausible. But you, how can you possibly eat the world? 
Yeah. And it just annoys you then because you think they're being lazy because they think this is a book for kids. So they're writing a book. Oh, yeah, it's a good book. And then they go, yeah. And then I got bored, so I just said that the sheep ate the world. And the editor goes, well, can't you think of something else? Because that just sounds a bit lazy and implausible. And the writer goes, ah, fuck it. They're fucking kids anyway. What do they fucking know? Ah, I've got to go down a pub now. That's it. It's just annoying. Anyway, it's that's finished. like... Put it yeah. out. That's like a bullshit, like... Yeah, they knocked a ball. It went through the fucking air, <laughs> air balloon and made it land in the next field and then they're never seen again. You know, like that lad who signed for Cardiff. Disappeared. <laughs> uh, Alan's, Alan's been in touch for some uh, bullshit stories. Second-hand ones yeah. from a pal, King Bullshitter. He said his, his mate once claimed to have seen a cow commit suicide by jumping off a cliff because midges annoyed it. <laughs> he We've also had animal, animal suicides before, haven't we? Some yeah. fella's cat killed itself because he'd got he'd gone on holiday for two weeks or something. Uh, yeah. got to prison. And then he came back. <laughs> Imagine that. Now. I mean, this cow. They, all I'm saying is, it's it's easy to just look at the surface reasons for this cow wanting to take its own life. Believe me, mate. There was more to it than yeah. the midges bothering him. There was other shit going on in yeah. his life or in his past when he was a calf. Something like that. It couldn't have just been that some midges were annoying him. We've all been annoyed by midges. But yeah, exactly. You're not going to fucking think, fuck this, I'm I'm better off dead. Anyway, uh, this same bullshit has said that he also got lifted by an eagle. Almost got lifted by an eagle because he was up the hills, up the hills, (laughs) wearing a lamb's wool jumper and the (laughs) eagle mistook him for a lamb. (laughs) Quack! Lamb! It, the next live this bloke was he was going to buy some goalie gloves when he was a kid in a sports shop when suddenly Chris Woods the Rangers keeper at the time tapped him on the shoulder and said hey put your money away and gave him his goalie gloves <laughs> really weird oh there's a kid over there it's like do you think Chris Woods hung around the goalie glove section of yeah. a sports shop waiting for that opportunity yeah of course it's like a, and, it's like a publicity said, oh, yeah, you're not even England number one Peter Shilton is <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like trying to like uh, bring on the next generation of goalies by starting them off with free gloves. Yeah, Here's your, here are my gloves. Well, these Use are brand well. new. It looks like you've bought a load of gloves just to give out, to get attention, Chris Woods. <laughs> here you are. Here you are. Here's my gloves. <gasps> Thanks, Chris Woods. Are they enchanted? What are you talking about? Of course they're not. Course, they're just gloves. Of course they're fucking not. They're just, I don't know. Have them or don't have them. I'm not bothered. He also have said, them, that- Have them or perish. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this bloke also said that he was standing outside work whistling a tune and an eight foot buzzard landed on his arm it's <laughs> just the same fella as the eagle story yeah it's the same bloke birds for all of, of them prey. but he's constantly he's just being bothered constantly by birds yeah I was whistling I, that, I'm that good at whistling that it attracted an eight foot buzzard who thought it were a mating call. Tried to bomb me. I shook him off, told him I weren't interested. Do you, re- do you remember that time a few months ago with the eagle up the hills? Well, you don't believe this time. It's a when I were buzzard. up the hills. I've had the same again, but we're a buzzard. <laughs> this time, no. I only had myself to blame because I was whistling. You know I'm fucking ace at whistling, right? Well, it backfired on me this time, didn't it? Fucking buzzard thought I was another buzzard. 
<laughs> David Turner's got some dad bollocks. He says, when All I right. watched WWF wrestling as a kid, I had once asked my dad why when one wrestler who had aimed a kick at the opposite opposing wrestler uh, head when he was down on the mat, had the downed wrestler acted as though he had been hit when the kick had clearly missed and yeah. had instead just resulted in a stamp down on the mat next to the wrestler. My dad explained that these wrestlers were so strong that by stamping on the mat, they were actually creating shock waves that were, in fact, much more dangerous than a simple kick to the head. I haven't got kids yet, but more than anything else, I'm looking forward to passing this down. That sounds plausible. I could imagine a kid believing that. I yeah, would have believed that as a kid. I almost believe it now. Jalapeño. Are you a member of the Iron Filing Society yet? If not, why not? Tell us what it is, Sam. You subscribe and you get extra episodes of Top Flight Time Machine, special ones. Um, the, the moment we are doing a deep dive into Roy Keane's first autobiography. Regular listeners will have heard our deep dive series into the second volume of that earlier in the year, last year. Now we're doing the first one. It's great. We release them every week. You can only get these exclusively if you subscribe via Patreon. Yeah, it's patreon.com slash topflighttimemachine. It's £3 plus VAT per month. You'll also get the Kevin Keegan deep dive episodes that we do one week in advance of the general public. The great unwashed who do not pay and do not contribute. They contribute nothing. They are leeches. They are scum. Do not be like them. And the good thing is... Once you've done it, it gives you a real sense of empowerment and superiority. So you can walk around the streets looking at other fuckers with their headphones in, probably listening to the free versions of Top Flight Time Machine, and you can think to yourself, you fucking peasants. So that's the Iron Filing Society. Scum! And it's £3 plus VAT per month. Patreon.com slash Top Flight Time Machine. More information at our Twitter, which is at TF Time Machine. Get involved! Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Jalapeño. I've got a dad bollocks as well from John in Essex. Uh, he says, when we were younger, my old man was driving myself and my brother and sister somewhere. We were running extremely low on fuel as he never fills it up. If he got up for work in the morning and the fuel was low, he'd just take my mum's car. <laughs> <laughs> i fucking take hers. What's she going to use it for anyway? <laughs> See you later. Uh, he insisted. <laughs> but I need that to get to my job. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, fucking walk. <laughs> get a fucking cab. You're going to board it on nurses' wages. <laughs> 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 fucking rolling in it 
<laughs> Six weeks <laughs> off in the summer. Finish it off three every day. <laughs> what Fucking are you hell. talking about? I work in a cardiac ward for elderly people. <laughs> You're talking about teachers. Off. <laughs> I've had enough of it. I'm checking it. I'm checking the angle here. They've shut up. I'm taking it to the foundry with me. <laughs> anyway, anyway, he insisted. <laughs> Dad insisted the only way we could make the petrol station without breaking down was if we all leaned forward as far as possible in our seats to give the engine the extra boost that it needed. <laughs> <laughs> he I says, um, after this ploy appeared to work, the following week, when my mum was left with Dad's car to ferry us to school with barely any petrol in it after he'd taken hers, we all... <laughs> Sorry, there's no petrol left in that. You'll have to fill it up. <laughs> we we all leaned forward in the car and explained why this would work. My mum said nothing, but a few minutes later, I heard her muttering under her breath, I'll kill him. <laughs> um, it were, yeah, we've got some stray mans here. Can I do Rob. one more dad bollocks before oh, yeah, we go, go to Strayman? There's another one from Ben Pickles. Uh, when I was starting getting the football, I asked my dad if there were any other cards other than reds and yellows. Uh, he duly informed me that players could be reprimanded with a green card, which involved being sin-binned for 10 minutes. When I asked him why the ref would reach for this green card, he said it was due to a player kicking a divot out of the turf. <laughs> this is str- <laughs> This has stuck with me for 20 years and still pops into my head every time I see a comedy slide tackle or a miss kick that damages the pitch. Now, uh, obviously that's bollocks, but I can imagine Frank Lampard calling for that to be introduced yeah. into the game at He's the highest made level. Divot. <laughs> Get the green card out! <laughs> green card! Green card! <laughs> Leaping off his bench. Green card, referee! Did you see that? <laughs> I've got, made I, brought, divot. I, I brought my own green card, you can use this one! <laughs> I made them myself they're laminated <laughs> uh, <laughs> laminating cunt <laughs> T- typical fucking typical sort of cunt who's got his own laminator at home Lampard. yeah I bet he had one when he was a kid to do all his books with he'll have a with. fucking shredder as well for all his bills yeah uh, <laughs> I have a shredder there would you like to come to my house <laughs> not really Frank no you can if you want. In my bedroom, I have a shredder and a laminator. <laughs> and a binding device. <laughs> Thursday night, shredding night. We get all our bills together and shred them. <laughs> and we use the shredded paper to make a bed for the guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> Whose name is Lord Sebastian. <laughs> you can feed him if you please. <laughs> Would you like my mother to call your mother to make arrangements? <laughs> Not really, no. Very well, then it's settled. <laughs> Do you have any food allergies? I should inform my mother. <laughs> Frank, Frank, this is the 80s. No one has food allergies. I do. If I have milk, mother says I become very tempestuous. Skittish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> Frank Lampard becomes skittish if he drinks milk he'd probably been on the fucking milk when they played Leeds that was the problem if right. I drink milk I'm not allowed to use the laminator for 24 hours 
<laughs> you know the rules, Francis. <laughs> you can't use the laminator when you're skittish. But, mother, I was going to laminate my green cards this evening. <laughs> I've sent uh. my new rule proposals to the head of the, of the FIFA organisation. <laughs> this, this is it. it. Rob, the stray man. I was in my early 20s spending a few days visiting old schoolmates back home using my mum's house as a base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you mean is, mate, you were kipping at your mum's. Yeah. Like, don't try and dress it up as something that sounds hard. <laughs> using my mum's house as a base. <laughs> you were sleeping HQ. in you were sleeping in your old fucking bed. <sighs> One Saturday I was round a house party that was full of proper knobheads. That's nice. <laughs> See, you went to that party in the right fucking spirit. This place for the knobheads. And the I'll sofa, stick around. Which, uh, <laughs> see what happens. And the sofa, which was earmarked as my bed, wasn't looking very appetising. So I managed to snag a lift off someone back to my mum's. What, one of the knobheads? Oi, knobhead, going anywhere near my mum's? Uh, I mean, my base. <laughs> it was about 2am when I got back and I discovered that she'd left the key in the door and I was locked out. Knowing my mum as I do, it wasn't a done thing to wake her, so I thought I'd sleep on the doorstep. (laughs) To be fair, I was starting to doze off when a cat appeared in the corner of my eye on the fence about six feet away. Before I knew it, the fucker had gone for me, jumping on my head, clawing at me. If I'd had a gun... If I'd had a gun on me, this story wouldn't be very this morning friendly. Uh, He's referring back to that time I talked about a cat being shot on this morning. I think he is, yeah. But he's sort of saying if he had a gun on him, which is unlikely, he would have shot the cat, which yeah. I think is not very nice. Well, I, I think he possibly would have run the risk of shooting himself in the head by the sound of it. So Yeah, exactly. But alas, oh, how did he die? We've done the post-mortem and it appears that he was sleeping on a doorstep when a cat jumped on his head and he pulled out a firearm that he was carrying on a shoulder holster and attempted to shoot the cat off of his head, but missed and shot his own brains out. What an undignified way to go. Anyway, yeah, he shook the cat off and it fucked off over the fence. Not wanting to risk another rude awakening, I decided to go for a walk. She lived in a village, so I was soon traipsing around fields like, we fucking done this one. What happens next? Because then he goes, he says, I start traipsing around fields like a rural stray man. After a short while, I found a comfy-looking hedge, one without thorns, and managed to fashion a bed. I had a bit of a half-kit, but was awake to see the sun come up. It was make, it made the life of a stray man look not too bad. When I got back at 6am, I went to mum's and gently knocked on the door. I got fucking both barrels, didn't I? What a fucking, what fucking time do you call this, etc.? Basically, I should have just got the bollocking over and done with at 2am, but I guess I wouldn't have had those few hours stray. Have we had that? I Maybe don't think we've just... had that one. No, All it's right. just a different hedge sleeping one. Good good rural rural stray man. Another stray man from Phil. About 10 years ago, my friends and I went to London for the day to go to a gig. We were fresh-faced 16-year-olds, only making our first steps into the adult world and did the unthinkable thing. We missed our last train back to Kent. Dun, Classic dun, start dun. to a stray man story. We had to spend the night hanging around Charing Cross. We went to McDonald's where I spent the last of my money on a meal. I went outside to talk to my concerned mum on the phone. And by the time I'd come back, some other stray man had picked up my cup of drink. <laughs> cup of drink. <laughs> yeah, that's my cup of drink. <laughs> he poured it on the floor and walked out with the empty cup. 
for his wine. <laughs> this was a... What you had encountered here, mate, was a very experienced stray man. And yeah. that can happen. If you turn stray and you're not experienced, yeah. you will soon come into contact with more canny. It's like going in prison. And, yeah. you, you know, you can fall in with the wrong crowd. My friends did nothing never, to stop never him. Never take your eye off your cup of drink when you're your a cup of drink. Man. He's fucking emptied it out. Why didn't he just do... I mean, I've had McDonald's cups before to drink booze out of when I've been stray manning, yeah. right? And I just go and ask them. They mm. don't give a fuck. You just go into anywhere, McDonald's, Costa Coffee. You go, can I have a cup, please? Grande. Mm. A grande cup. And they just give it to you. My friends did nothing to stop him. The staff in McDonald's didn't give a shit. Well, why should they? I can see now that it's not their responsibility. And I refuse, I refuse, and they refuse to give me a replacement drink. Of course I did. This bloke's coming across as very Frank Lampard. Yeah. We then got kicked out because they didn't want us loitering in there. We had to spend the next four hours sat in a doorway eating Doritos and playing I Spy until the station opened again. Oh, God. And that's from Frank Lampard in Derby. (laughs) I mean, fucking hell. Mother, I... (laughs) I've missed my train. My friends are in the station. I ought to go back now to have my cup of drink. I spent the last of my money you gave me on a cup of drink. Ah! That man has taken my cup of drink. And he went up to the counter. Excuse me. That man just walked up with my cup of drink. May I have a replacement? Yeah, that'll be uh, two pound, please. What? I'm not paying for it. I'm not paying for another cup of drink. I've been a victim of a crime. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, but yeah, but you still got to pay because, like, it, that's how much it costs, blood. I'm, dude, I'm not your bruv. Now, you should have intervened. It's your responsibility. Do, it happened on your premises. Do you not have an aftercare service? I, right, that's it. I want to speak to the manager. My father... Shall be hearing of this. My cup of drink was stolen from right under your staff's noses. They did nothing to stop it, and now they refuse to issue me with a replacement. As a result, I have a very dry mouth. How do you plead? <laughs> Listen, mate, fuck off. We're not having stray men in here all night arguing over their cup of drinks. Oh, <laughs> I've got one here from Anonymous and he's been very careful to hide all of the details from this story so he must be very embarrassed about it he says several years ago I was studying at university in a small Scottish location unnamed whilst living and commuting from a large Scottish city also unnamed <laughs> says, says Anonymous <laughs> yeah oh who is this from James Bond <laughs> uh, it's fucking Simon Rushdie uh, he says, <laughs> "Who is a keen fan of this podcast?" By the yeah, way, yeah, of course he is. He says, "One evening, myself <laughs> and a pal- dear lads, fucking love the podcast." <laughs> Sorry, God, <laughs> you need more anonymous content though from cunts like me. I'll send one in. There's a lot of lads out here living under the fucking spectre of fatwas, <laughs> right? Me, myself included, and we're big fans of the podcast, but you don't make enough allowances for us. <laughs> The thing is, we were talking about it down the fatwa centre the other day, and we were all saying, <laughs> if there's one thing that can make a fatwa go along fast, it's listening to Top Flight Time Machine. It makes the hours just roll by. 
<laughs> Makes you forget that, like, you know, people have been instructed across the Islamic world to end our lives. You're always sitting there watching the door, waiting for it to come, waiting for that <laughs> bullet at the back of the head. But Top Flight Time Machine takes your mind off it a bit. <laughs> nice one, lads. Nine out of ten. <laughs> Cheers, anyway, Simon. Anyway, one evening, myself and a pal got very drunk. As the time of the last train back to said large Scottish city approached, my friend told me he had booked a hostel. He was in early the next day and also commuted from elsewhere, so I could stay if I wanted, so we carried on drinking. This being a weeknight in a small place, all the pubs closed at midnight, we wanted to carry on drinking, so we went to one of the town's two nightclubs. The thing was, we were postgrads and in our late 20s, and the club was full of first-year students, so we felt like a couple of pervs. Fair enough. We decided we would leave and finish our drinks. My mate, by now absolutely arseholed, went for a fag. After ten minutes, I suspected he wasn't coming back. I went to the smoking area. He was nowhere to be seen. He also wasn't answering his phone. I went to the hostel. The hostel would not let me in. No matter how many swear words, I screamed over the entry system. Yeah, that generally doesn't work. That generally won't won't work if you want to try and get in somewhere. Mm. Uh, By now, it was past 1am. I headed to the station in the vain hope that it was open and I could at least sit in the concourse. It was closed. So I sat in just a T-shirt and coat outside the station in the freezing cold. It was December in Scotland. The first train wasn't for four and a half hours. After about 20 minutes, a taxi pulled up. Here, come and sit in the warm, he said. I can't afford a taxi, I said. I'd pretty much spent all my money on booze. Just come in and warm up, he said. I was so cold and drunk, I wasn't thinking clearly. I got in. The warmth was lovely. But after a few (laughs) minutes, he started driving. (laughs) Where are we going? You can stop over at my house. <laughs> oh, don't worry. No. Don't, don't worry, it's fine, it's fine. No, you can sleep whilst I finish my shift. <laughs> Fucking hell. I sat in the car as he drove home, thinking I was about to be murdered and or sexually assaulted. It got worse. Oh. When, we, when we turned up at his home, it became apparent that his house was a manky, filthy, damp-ridden caravan with rubbish everywhere. Oh, my God. You can sleep in here. Go oh, on. <laughs> sleep now go to sleep <laughs> how can you sleep if you're not lying down lie flat <laughs> no. lie your side in a fetal position <laughs> he di- you can't sleep while you're crying he says uh, he directed me to a room with a soggy mattress on the floor and puts a very dangerous looking gas heater on as he shut the door I put the torch on my phone on and realised this room was strewn with handwritten prayers Bible verses no. and the like. No. Yeah. All Fucking in, hell. All in crude serial killer handwriting and empty bottles of booze. Lots and lots of empty bottles of booze. Uh, hell. He says, I sat up all night clasping an empty wine bottle, waiting to pounce when he inevitably returned to torture me before dismembering my body and throwing it into a lay-by on the A9. Oh, God. Then, at 7.30am, he returned. He took me back to the station and I caught the 7.45 train back to the large Scottish city. Oh. That is easily the scariest story we've ever had on Top Flight Time. Yeah. I'm just thankful. I'm genuinely thankful it didn't end with him dying. He says it was... Well, he wouldn't have told the story if he died, Sam. Well, hang on. There's loads of fucking ghosts who listen to this show. (laughs) (laughs) We're one one of the main fucking... (laughs) We're one of the biggest shows amongst ghost audiences because... Acast, who sell the ads for us, that apparently is a big demographic that a lot yeah. of brands are trying to reach, yeah. ghosts. And so, you know, if they've got a brand who are trying to reach ghosts, yeah. who would it be? Like, probably a lot of the um, 
bookmakers. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, etc. cetera. Uh, bookmakers, fag companies, that sort Peter, of thing. Sort Peter, of things that ghosts, ghosts are into. Pizza delivery. Yeah, a lot of things that are bad for you because ghosts' attitude is, well, I'm, I'm already Fuck dead, it. so, I mean, yeah. I do whatever I fucking want. <laughs> What's the worst going to happen? You can't die twice. Uh, so they're trying to get into the ghost market, and we've got loads of ghost listeners. Dear Sam and Andy, me and a lot of my other ghost mates sit down at the ghost centre and we listen to the podcast. We find that it helps the time pass really nicely. We're in between spookings. Keep it up. Eight out of ten. Obviously, as you can imagine, we're living in the eternal afterlife, so time can drag sometimes. (laughs) That's what I always say to the lads. A good podcast fucking helps a bunch. And in your one, we found it. However, we prefer Fern Cotton's Happy Place, which is really good when you're feeling a bit clum, you know. Being a ghost of that. <laughs> right, that's, that's all we've got we time We also for. like the Peter Crouch one. Uh, I got what? Should I do a quick bullshit? Go on, then. On a long away trip from Sheffield to Ipswich, we were kept entertained by a minibus driver. This is from Harry, who provided us with a plethora of bullshit. Shortly after picking us up, uh, in his Transformers-themed minibus. Fuck me. He informed us that, he's ex-SAS, <laughs> that he was an ex-SAS marksman and bomb disposal expert. I'm an ex-SAS marksman. Hello, lads. All right, everyone in? Great. Okay, let's get going. It shouldn't take long. Right, everyone lads, one thing you should, <laughs> you should know about me is that I am an ex-SAS marksman and bomb disposal expert. If this wasn't enough to deter us from causing trouble on his beloved bus... He warned us that the last person who attacked him whilst he was driving spent 12 months in intensive care. Apparently, he would have got sent down for the act had it not been for his dad being an ex-chief of police and a legend within the force. (laughs) The bullshit came thick and fast, i.e. he'd flown Harriers and a helicopter, he owns a charity that rates him millions of pounds a year and is participating in a 25-man charity skydive on Christmas Day. (laughs) And get this, right? Christmas Day. Guess when it's happening. Guess what day? I don't know, mate. God, guess. I don't know, mate. Fucking Christmas Day. <laughs> Best day of the year. <laughs> However, <laughs> However <laughs> the cherry on the cake came shortly before our arrival back in Sheffield when he claimed he had an armless friend who can do anything we can do with our arms better but with his legs. The list included steering and changing gears with his feet, downing pipes with his feet, and my personal favourite, how do you think he wanks off? With his feet, of course. <laughs> in fact, in fact, he can wank you off with one foot and wank himself off with the other. <laughs> when asked how he knows this, he claimed he saw it with his own eyes down the local. What? <laughs> he did it to a fella in the local. He was wanking himself off and his mate off. He it did was it fucking in the smug. <laughs> best thing, yeah, it wouldn't do it in a public bar, obviously. It was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. And guess oh. what day he did it on? That's right, Christmas Day. Christmas Day. <laughs> right, that's it from our deep dive into the mailbag. Keep them coming. Bullshit, stray men, uh, teenage nicking. Um, if you're a ghost, if you're under a fatwa, send us your stories in. Uh, and of course, keep subscribing to the Iron Filing Society because if you don't, we will fucking stop this podcast. Yeah, that's a promise. Fuck here now, pull your finger out, get your three quid a month plus fat out. And we also want stories about times you hid 
and times that you made shit for your kids that you got really into. Yeah. Oi, and and don't forget, no one has got in touch yet about getting up on a table. Mm, More of that, please. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening. Ta-da. Ta-da. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.